You are now getting involved here with the Chop Sports Network. All right, here we go. The Jimmy Palumbo Show, getting involved here, show number 12. And as you well know, we like to discuss the number of the show with a number that was prominent in sports. So number 12, I am going with, this is the, I can't say Roger Staubach, I can't say Tom Brady. I, I was a fan of Staubach a little bit, even though he was a cowboy. Everybody, You can't hate Roger Staubach, but to me that's obvious. In my generation, number 12 equaled Roger Staubach. I'm sure today 12 equals Tom Brady, but I'm going to go with Yankees first baseman, Jim Spencer. God rest his soul. He passed away at a young age, died of a heart attack. Number 12, big Jim Spencer, classic lefty, you know, just classic swing, good first baseman, good glove over there. So this is the Jim Spencer show. Now, Chris, I'm sure go with, you got your Aaron Rodgers, number 12. You can't go Eli, I can't right. go Rodgers on, on 12. Right. I'll go with Alfonso Soriano, though. Ah, Alfonso. You know? It's a jersey okay. that I've once owned. I used to love Sorry. Okay. You know. Sorry. Look at that. You sound like Booney. Um, first of all, though, I got to be honest with you. I um, it, We have many more shows to do, but I think episode number 12 is the worst one to do because the joke, I like to do the number that's kind of obvious, you know, but like number 12 is like, I mean, we just were going There's through so many, so legends. many quarterbacks. I mean, like Rodgers, Brady, uh, a Starback. Um, you guys, it's got the up. most Super Bowl rings. Yeah, I mean, so you got Bradshaw, 12. Bradshaw, Brady have twelve combined. Right. So <laughs> you know? it's uh, it, yeah. So to me, I look forward to next week's, uh, which will be show number thirteen. I already know who my fourteen is going to be. Um, Fifteen will not be Munson, I assure you. Although maybe I have to honor him, I'll do it that way. But I don't think so. But number twelve to me was I couldn't wait for this this thing to be over. So we'll probably end talking about it right now before we. But I'm going to go with Big Jim Spencer. Look him up, good hitter, and uh, with the Yankees back in the seventies and eighties. But the biggest elephant in the room this morning is very sad, very depressing. Um, my Knicks lost a heartbreaker last night. Um, you know. Uh, I'm thrilled to death the Knicks were in the playoffs, and it was a great season no matter what. And still got, you know, listen, seven-game series, but a buzzer beater with .9 seconds ago, a floater by Trey Young. And I just don't think um, – I agreed with the decision by Tibbs to put a Nicolina on him, um, but nobody could guard him. As good as Rose was in certain parts of the game, um, the only thing I'm really curious about Wednesday's game, and I don't know if uh, Dave picked up on this – Walt, I, I watched the MSG broadcast instead of TNT. You guys were at Big Shots, though, right? So maybe you didn't hear. For the last eight minutes, Frazier, who was a Hall of Fame, probably one of the best uh, guard defenders of all time, Walt, Fra Walt Clyde Frazier, he stole the ball a lot. He kept on saying, make him go to his left. You got to make him go to his left. So every time he scored in the last five minutes, Frazier was like, don't understand it, man. Let him go. To and the last play of the game, they said, okay, Nicolina. And he said, don't let him go to his right. And next thing you know, he went to his right. And Frazier, as the ball was going up, was like literally saying, I'm so curious Wednesday, if they do something, make him go to his, you know, complete make him go to his left. I'm guessing, though, when you score 25 points a game and you're a budding star like Trey Young is, he could probably go to his yeah, left. Yeah, he could go score. to his left and he could hit shots from like half court. But I think he was deadly. That He must have scored. Yeah. He scored like 10 times on that and move to the right. 
to your you know, point about the um the guy the Nikolina, how yeah, do you say his name? I always say they brought him in late, and everyone's critiquing that move. Nobody stopped Trey Young all night. No. He had to pull something out, and they, he did stop him at the end of the half. They brought him in, which uh, it worked. He turned the ball over. Um, but listen, bottom line is uh, Randall was uh, there was seven guys on him, and he didn't deliver it. Randall had a bad game, mm-hmm. and I I've been listen. I've been watching. I said I watch. I'd watched eighty percent of the Nick games this year. And I think he, this might have been Randall's one of his worst games. He looked a little bit like deer in headlights. I think the playoff thing, I think, but I got to give him credit in the post game press conference. He said, listen, I have a little too much film, a little too much prep. I think I got to, I got to let myself go and I got to be better and I will be better. So he, he didn't pull any punches. He didn't say, well, they were double, triple teaming me. But you know what? If I was coach, uh, coaching against the Knicks, that's what I would do. Yeah, and Jimmy, you knew you knew this about the Knicks. That's their liability is they don't have a, a perimeter and scorer now, and now, that now, could now Burks, create his though, own shot. The strategy actually, the strategy of triple teaming and double teaming Randall actually failed in that Burks scored 18, 20. Well, let's look at it like this. Yeah. The, the Atlanta Hawks shot the lights out. And the Knicks played arguably one of their worst games with their best player on their team playing arguably his worst game maybe of the entire season. Right. And it was a one possession game. Right. So, so and, you know, and, and you know, the, so listen, I thought the Knicks, the Knicks didn't play poorly. I thought I was afraid they were going to come out like really just shit. Do you expect that. me to talk this good about the Knicks? I, I, I feel know, like you're, you're taking back. I know you, you, your problem is, the problem is you're, you're part of team LeBron or you're a fan of LeBron. I'm a fan I'm of LeBron. Yeah. How do you feel about the little injury thing? Was it? Is he? I'm is not he, a fan of the antics. Is he still, not, is he still uh, in the hospital? Is he hospitalized? Is he got an IV? I think he has a separated shoulder, separated and, shoulder, and an ACL, and both of his eyes fell out of his head. But he's still playing, he hit, and he hit the game winner. Okay. <laughs> That's the key. But what happened on Sunday where he was doing injury stuff? And um, yeah. you know what? What did I tell you? I think the Suns are good, but I think the Lakers. Um, listen. Down but not out. You cannot listen. Listen, you're a complete fool. If you guys like um, you know guys like Durant and and Curry, even though Curry they're out of the playoffs now. The minute you start saying you count them out, fool. That's a look what happened last year. The Lakers got spanked game one against Portland, and everyone was like, "Oh, they're going to get upset." They didn't. They lost two more games. Little, the rest of the postseason. Different scenario in that. Oh, I, I agree. I think the Phoenix Suns are good. Yeah, the Lakers are the seven seed as opposed to the one. So there's a big difference. But what a shitty draw for Phoenix, where you oh, you play yourself into a two seed and you got to do with LeBron and AD in Terrible round one. Terrible draw for them. Terrible draw. And I watched some more NBA basketball this weekend than I have in other teams. Um, the other news outside of NBA, I'm so depressed about the Knicks losing game one, is that um, the uh, I'm wearing a. My giant jersey, number 56, because I turned 56 on Wednesday. I know in Hollywood you're not supposed to say your age, but the more I look like Charles Durning, probably the better off I am booking work. But the funny thing is that there's another gentleman in the studio here. Um, his name is Chris Gucci, one of the owners of Chop Sports Network, and he's behind the glass here, and that's the other voice you hear. His birthday is also May 26th. So our birthdays is Wednesday. I'm turning, um, this is my Daryl Strawberry year. So it's oh, Darryl, 39, yeah. 56. That's, that, that means good things can happen for us. Maybe for Chop yeah, Sports. Yeah, cocaine and hookers, right? Yeah, Daryl and LT. Uh, kidding me? Right? I, don't, I, don't, I don't do hookers. I don't do cocaine. But hey, if you want to, God bless. No, no. Also, my Yankees are starting to, um, the pitching, the starting pitching. I laughed. It's the best uh, four games in a row of starting pitching of the Yankees since 1932. Now, the reason why that's major is Yankees have been known as the Bronx Bombers. But, like, anytime you say you've done something, Yankees, and it's 1932, you got to go, wait a minute. 
there's been a lot of good teams, a lot of Hall of Famers. Like, that's awesome. And um, I think it was like Red Ruffing. Uh, when you hear Red Ruffing, he's got know, 267 like, <laughs> complete games, and that's not a made-up right. number. That's so real. I think they want 35 innings of shutout ball. That's incredible. And also, you got it. Listen, I called him out in the beginning of the year. I thought he was playing lousy. Aaron Judge is batting around three hundred. And Glaber and uh, and Glaber Torres playing. Well, that, that COVID that COVID test woke him up. Woke huh? him up. Yeah, I think they were look, telling him he's going to go down to Triple A. But even though my boy Giancarlo is coming off the DL soon enough, um, uh, it looks like Frazier's starting to hit a little bit. Oh, he's still batting under two hundred. I, 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 it might be over for Gardner. See, this is where me and you go you think, again. You think Gardner's right still, now? Gardner's well, he has the one. To play cause Gardner, there. Gardner's getting at bats. All uh, right, let me let me put it like this: Gardner is not going to be the guy. You think correct? he's going to finish batting over two thirty this year? I I think that Gardner will, regardless of his batting average, he will probably see the most pitches per at bat out of any player in the American League. I know you like his at bat. I just don't think his bat. He's just a professional at bat, and and he's a guy that I'll take him over Frazier. Well, I I, I want to. Here's the thing with Clint Frazier, okay? And we need a lefty. Clint Frazier, I, w- I want the Yankees to play him every night for one reason. Play him every night, and then six weeks from now, we could say, hey, Clint, we played you every night. You're still batting 190. Uh, we're going to trade you and see if you can do You're not doing it for us. See if we can get somebody back for him. Like, I never think, I always think it's fair. You got to let a guy play himself yeah, off out of yeah. the lineup. But when you when you pay Brett Gardner four million dollars in the offseason, they did not pay him to sit the bench. He's going to play. He's going to get his yeah, four hundred. He, he was supposed to be a fill in guy, not the way. But Frazier, you can't hit. But Frazier, I think, has four or five hits in the last two or three nights. So maybe he'll get. He has a cool, short, fast swing. He's fun to watch. He's got a weird batting stance, Frazier. But um, he's changed his batting stance like eleven times since he's become a Yankee. But I still think the way. Uh, the way things are done now in baseball with the the, the pitchers, the six, seventh, and inning guys are, are they're just they're throwing a hundred miles. They're an too hour. good. It's, it's Everyone in baseball throws a hundred. Right, it's impossible. That it's a, uh, and also uh, I mean, look, I, is it true that the Seattle Mariners, their team batting average is one ninety eight? Yeah, that ba- is, across baseball, it's two twenty. That's unbelievable. So that means. And Some Jimmy, the, there's been six like, six no hitters this year. So like like Reggie Jackson was like a not a not a not a average hitter, and he batted some years two sixty five. He would have to lead off. Yeah, like, that's I mean, there's a few guys out there, but the 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 game changed completely. The shift. Nobody wants to hit ground balls anymore because if you if you hit you know, it, they're, they're playing to your tendencies, so you have to elevate and try and hit a home run. So it's it's causing for a lot more swings and the misses. The computer they say has. The accuracy of where a player hits the ball on the computer, they say, is like down to the literally the, the, like if and they you, tell you to move over an you, inch, you move over. And you an know inch. as well as I know that if you want a guy to only pull the ball as a pitcher, you just pitch him inside. You know, like right. you make it really difficult for him to go the other way. It's not as simple right. as everyone's like, why don't they just lay down a bunt? It's because you have a major league pitcher knowing that you're probably going to try and lay down right. a bunt, and they're not letting you. And that's another the thing. thing that's not fair, I mean, this is something my father used to go nuts. Guys don't bunt, they don't go opposite field. These players have been, have been playing high-end baseball since they're 17, we'll say, right? Your senior year in high school, okay? Either you got drafted or you played college or whatever. You're asking them now at 28 years old, so that's 11 years playing baseball, probably 11 months a year. You're asking them now to be like, oh, you know, shift your weight, shift your handle, all these different changes, like, you can't do it. So two things got to happen. Either got to make some changes with the rules keep the players closer to the bag and the shift, change the baseball, or they got to change the mound, or 
at the minor league level, rookie ball high school, you got like scouts. You got to start telling parents, "Hey, if your kid wants to play, he's too much of a dead pull. Have him go opposite field. Otherwise, I think it, you know, like Jim Tomei would probably be a two ten hitter. I now. think it'll be a generational thing where you start to see younger players because there's going to be fathers that are all saying this. Like I talk to Joe Matarese all the time, and he's like, "I want my son to bunt." Because they, you know, they they play him deep on third base. He's fast. He's a lefty. Fathers are going to start teaching their kids to go opposite field because they're understanding that the game has changed. Because I'm That's sure what happens, is. it goes backwards. In other words, yeah. at, the, at the little league level, they're going to be doing shifts. Yeah, and then or or they're just going to know that at, at that level, maybe not at the little league level, but at high in high school, they're going to stress. You got to go the other way. Not that the coaches don't, but I think right. it's going to be more prevalent. It's going to be a, a well, thing that I you also, see over time. I also think scouts are going to start saying, "Hey, your son's really good. He's batting 400 in high school. He's got nice power." Hey, listen, we're noticing he's a little bit of a dead pull. And then when when a scout tells a, a sophomore in high school of parents who probably spend ten thousand dollars a year on coaching for these kids that are, have a shot, when they say, "Hey, you got to work on your, you know, got to work on your opposite field and all that," then it'll happen. But that that's ten years from now. They got to do something. It makes the games, um, you know, um, boring. Boring is what it is. Strikeout. It's either strikeout. They were saying Dave Kingman was strikeout, walk, or hit a home run. Hit a home run. Adam Dunn. That's what they're doing now. You know. Now the problem is supposedly they changed the ball this year to make it more of a dead ball because last year they broke or two years ago they broke all kinds of records for home runs hit. So there, there's got to be a happy medium here. Right. You know, or I, I don't know. It's, I, and also, it may just be that you know each team spends around thirty million dollars on relief pitching. The commissioner of the Major League Baseball sucks. Was it? Um, what's his name? Man, Manfred. Manfred. Not good. Well, what is he supposed to do? He can't change the. If it's better defensive, well, it's like the zone. NBA does it. You can't play those full zones, and they. The reason they why he sucks is because point. they're putting a guy on second base <clears throat> and extra innings. They're doing all kinds of crazy things where there's there's seven inning double headers like. Come on, man. I think you, they got to get back. To, the seven-inning doubleheader thing, I'm not a fan uh, of What do you think about a guy on sec, starting on second base in the extra The innings? only reason why I like it is because you want to go to bed. No, well, that, number one. <laughs> but the only reason why I like that is because uh, teams have been bunting now, and you're watching a little – there's a little baseball game. In, in many ways, you could argue that the extra innings are more like the way the game was played in the 70s. So it, what Jimmy's saying is start every <sighs> inning with a man on second. Right. Can you imagine if they did that when uh, – well, in my softball days, if they did that, that would be a big mistake. But, um, no, I, I don't know. There's just something about the game, uh, you know, I don't know, with with that. But I know what I sound like an old man because another quick thing about the NBA thing that's funny is uh, I, I hate to jump from baseball back to basketball, but guys are driving to the hoop and then doing this weird angled pass I was all gonna, the way back to the I was going to bring this up Did before. you not the Knicks do it? The, 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 the Hawks do it? The Lakers do it? Who I'm do like, we blame for that? Dave blames Steph Curry for I, that. I guess so. I guess uh, some people think that Three-point arc should be deeper, but it's, they're hitting It's coaching, shots. and these guys are hitting the shots. It's also computers telling them to do it. Oh, you understand? No, it's well, all it's analytics. It's all coaching. No doubt. And every coach, you never hear a coach say, we shot too many threes. Uh, they'll only say that about an individual player. If You know not, who might say that? Tibbs. Because right. he's all about playing defense. He, he wants you to, but to did you, work for high, uh, high percentage shots and play good defense. We've talked about this on the air before. You know, my dream is... And aging at 51, six points, four rebounds, six with, seconds With his remaining. son as like the, yes. in the starting rotation, oh, little Bronny. Imagine. 
And I, but LeBron's got to be like he's got. I want him to grow his hair back on the side a little bit, a little gray on the side. You know what I mean? With the little punch, a little little belly going. And on. like actually let ah. his bald spot be a bald spot yes. instead of spray painting hair on his head. He's so great. Uh, an aging LeBron here kicks it in the red. Yes, and the Knicks with two players over fifty have taken the lead. Uh, it's so great. How about an aging Curry? He'll be like old and slow. He's stationary from three. He's got it. And yeah. Curry. He'll just stay at the hash. That's he it. doesn't move. He just stays and, like and right you past you gotta half figure, court. By the time Curry is like 52, he'll be at the half court line. Curry's known as simply hitting half court jumpers. He's getting from the opposite. Yeah, he'll, he'll, come in, he'll come into the game when there's like two seconds to go at the end of the half to be the guy just to toss the ball up. Curry from 90 feet. Getting God. involved here. <laughs> And the Knicks with Curry, LeBron, and Durant are 20 and 40. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843-315-5913, and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell him Chop Sports sent you. All right, here we go. This is my favorite, one of my favorite uh, sections of the show. This is the Jimmy Palumbo bookings part of the show. And I know Chris and me, we both hate the name Jimmy Palumbo's bookings, but we figured out that it's like such a bad name that it's actually good now. Yeah, it works. And we do it every show, so. And if we dare change it on the people now, what no, they do? They will be so me? confused. The fans will storm the doors here at uh, Chop Sports Network. But of course, as you well know, this section is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved here, Jimmy Palumbo Show, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. It's Craig and Janine Michaud. They are the brother and sister combo. They own this uh, optical eyewear store in downtown Woodbridge on 42 Main Street. Whatever store's on Main Street, you know, it's got to be a good store. It's Main Street, Woodbridge, been there for years. They're open 16 years. Main Street, of course, has probably been there for 200 years. And uh, this place is family owned um of course craig was my right center fielder for years that's why they're closed on wednesday because we played on wednesday and this place is full service optical prescription eyewear prescription sunglasses non-prescription sunglasses prescription safety glasses sport glasses motorcycle glasses they got glasses for the kids they got contacts eye exams this place has everything you need. You got to go in, talk to Craig and Johnine. They're they're nice people. I always say, you ever go to a store and like, even though you spend something, you walk out and you're like aggravated that people were jerks. A lot of cleaners are like this, you know. Although if a cleaner wants to sponsor my podcast, they can. <laughs> but you always walk out feeling lousy. You're like, why do I go there? And then next week, complete opposite here at Absolute Eyewear. You're going to feel great. They're nice people, and uh, they're good-looking people, um, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, these are nice people. They, they help me. They measure your glasses. They make – it's not – you don't just order them online, although they will ship glasses to you. They, they they fit you. They actually give you their opinion, and they look adorable in glasses themselves. So, And they – I got nieces and nephews that have their glasses. They got glasses for every budget. Um, they got all – they, they – but, of course, they have tons of different products that you can buy and name brands. And they are, your attention please, eyeglasses available at Absolute Eyewear, 
Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. Of course, I think the only reason why they sponsor the show is uh, Johnine's a huge Yankee fan, so is Craig. They just want to hear Bob Shepard. But I could also do, you know, Ray Bad getting involved here along the near side, sends it into Raffler, and, you know, Jimmy Choo getting involved with a lay, lace it up and in, silhouette, Michael Kors, and Vogue, and absolute eyewear wants to talk it over. You know what's funny? I, do, I don't even do that good of a Marv anymore. I used to be better at it, but... I just love doing more. Is, is it time to retire the Marv? I can't. Do, well, can't re- I know he's retiring, yeah. but I can't. I can't say. You know, this is for the chicken and Ray Ban getting involved. Eddie Lee Wilkins. Can you imagine if Eddie Lee Wilkins or even Johnny Newman, Johnny Newman wearing Ralph Lauren? But like I said, they got Ray Ban, Coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar. That was like that was just me reading it fast. I could always do. I always wanted to know Jim Gordon would do it, you know. Ray Ban, coach, looking Ralph Lauren. He's got Ralph Lauren. Jimmy Chu, silhouette, um, or Jim Carvellis. Over to Ray Ban, over to coach. And it feeds the Ralph Lauren to Jimmy Chu, and he's foul. And absolute eyewear wants to talk it over. Anyway, they got glasses for every budget, including mine. Discounts for seniors. Uh, they got the AAA, AARP, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they got a deal going. $100 off a complete pair of prescription sunglasses. When you mention this podcast, the Jimmy Plumbo Show, key phrase, I got to omit, complete pair, which means frames and lenses. And we also say that if you could just get a little picture of me from the internet mm-hmm. so I can put it on the window. I heard the windows are loaded with photos of me, which is very funny. And before you know, it'll be uh, Jimmy Palumbo presents Absolute Eyewear. Um, and of course, I do these live reads because they're friends of mine and they're sponsors. They were my first sponsor. And uh, they're open five days a week, close Wednesday and Sunday because basically softball is on Wednesday and they're big giant fans. So Sunday's for football. Um, and that's great. They're good people. Go in and ask for Craig or Johnine and they will totally take care of all your optical needs here from Woodbridge, New Jersey. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732. 326-3937. All right, so this booking, I thought about it all week, and I thought this booking was unique. Uh, Chris, are you a fan of the show Gotham? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, there's so many big uh, you know, Batman fans out there. Um, I got to admit, I was not, uh, I, I watched a few episodes of it. I always check out new shows that are shot in New York. I'm not really a, a superhero guy, but this was a cool set to be on. Um, I booked season five, uh, episode eight. It was called The Legend of the Dark Knight, Nothing Shocking. And uh, the first thing I noticed was how cool the set was. Um, there, It was all that stylized. The whole show is stylized. So um, when... Uh, when I was there, I was like, wow, this is a cool... I never saw a set. set was gorgeous. And I think they won a bunch of production design awards and stuff like that. And, yeah, they um, did. I think Daniel Novotny is the production designer. He deserves a shout-out. Uh, I was directed by a guy named Kenneth Fink, who was very nice to me. And basically, I played... Um, I played a detective with another guy. I was Detective Boggs. This other guy named Jerry Walsh. I never met him before. Character-faced, excellent actor, Philly guy. Works a lot out of Philly. Commutes all the way up to New York when he books a gig. Uh, Jerry Walsh, really nice guy. He played Detective Lewis. And uh, as the scene goes, the scene was wild because the scene takes place in a 
uh, in a nightclub in the Gotham world. So there was all these hotties dressed up. There was like, there was definitely some trannies and hotties and good looking fellows, but they were dressed kind of weird in a style. Almost like total recall-ish. Right. In that stylized way of Gotham, because Gotham, it's not New York City, but it, I guess it's New York City 100 years from now. I don't know. I never understood all that. But so all the, but they were like, girls were dressed hot, you know, short pants and like, you know. And I had to play a scene where we're, we come in and we're the detectives that kind of know. Um, and the and the beautiful blonde in the show couldn't have been more sweet. Her name is, uh, uh, I think, Erin Richards was her name. Um, she plays like the owner of this nightclub, which is in the show a lot. And we play like these Two old Columbo detectives that stroll in. We should not be there, but we know that she does illegal activities, and we kind of like we we're like, oh, we're here and we're going to drink for free, and like you have to let us because we we can get you in trouble with the downtown. So we go up to the bar, and uh, what happens is there's another detective name, uh, which is Detective Dix, the, the third detective. And it's cool because he played, uh, the actor's name was uh, Dan Hedia, and he played Carla's wife in Cheers. Um, and he was a really, really talented guy. Uh, and he plays this detective who was in a wheelchair, got put in a wheelchair years ago in the, um, in, in, in the show. And next thing you know, he arrives, but he's part of this paranormal thing, and now he's not in a wheelchair anymore. So what happens is he walks up to us and we're like, hey, my God, you're walking. This is incredible. And we know we're bad detectives. We did some things in the past that were not cool. And uh, he knows about it. And next thing you know, he whispers in our ear. And in one motion, he whispers something in our ear that we realize is bad. He's going to rat us out. But in one motion, he takes two knives and he stabs us both in the neck, right? Now, the show is a stylized show, so everything's done differently. So we have to fall back, and I fell back, and they had the cushions there. And we fall back, right? I hold the, they had like a thing to pop the blood, so we fall back. Now, I'm, we bleed all over the place, but in Gotham, you bleed high to the left. It's like this shattering thing. But here's the crazy thing. We took a break, and I had to lay, now we have to lay back on the, on the, on the cushions. And all these hot, uh, extras had to lean over us. Some of them were smoking out. I'm laying there with like blood on my shirt. But the crazy thing was, the special effects guy had to run a tube, uh, from, and I, I've done blood scenes, and they have a little pump, and it shoots out. But usually the pump is like, the tube is really thin. This pump was like the size of a garden hose. And he runs it up my leg, down my shirt. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh man, this show's stylized. But I'm thinking to myself, that's a lot of blood going to be coming out of it. And the canister of the fake blood, which I think is like glycerin, and like corn syrup, and red dye is really what it is. Um, it gives it a little thickness to it. It was like the size of a keg. I never saw, it was like a vat of this blood. So... Two two tubes went one up his leg through the cop unit, uh, the uh, detective uh, jacket, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be a lot. So we did the scene where we had to like be just falling down, and then the blood comes out. So I have to grab my neck with my hand, and through my neck, that's where the little spigot was in between my finger. That's where the blood was going to come gushing out of my uh, of my neck. So I was like, okay, I was ready to go. And they really wanted to do it in one take because you got to get the blood all over the place. And so they get the camera set. They're ready to go. And I know when you're doing a blood scene, you got to suck it up and just get it done. And blood gets all over you. And glycerin is like, it's like maple syrup feeling, but it's not as sticky, but it's like, 
You have to shower like five times. And even the red dye doesn't come out right away. So, dude, I fall back, okay? But when I fell back, my hand was over my throat. The The spigot moved in my finger, okay? So as I fall back, the red blood gushes up and out and also directly into my mouth. Oof. Now, the scene had to go on because they everybody, the extras had to yell. Another... Uh, the the uh, the blonde had to come over and and say something. And meanwhile, I go down and I got to act dead, and I'm going like ah, 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 like that. Meanwhile, I'm opening my mouth to do that. If you were really dying, you would try to catch your breath. The spigot was pointing right at my mouth, <laughs> and I, I can't tell you how much of this blood went. Now, first of all, where, where is it? Where does it come from? And I. I did. I actually shut my breath off, even though I was able to go. Ah, ah. I knew that if I I could choke, I mean I'm not going to die. But I was like, but you were in the middle of a scene. I was in the middle of a scene, and I knew that when we rehearsed it, they they left it on long, so I knew I didn't have just five seconds. I had maybe I don't know thirty or forty seconds, and plus the cameras had to get it right because you know the blood all over the place. So I lay back and it moved in my hand, and this. Blood was pouring down my face, in my eyes, up my nose, and right into my mouth. And I was like, you know, I'm doing what I think is below average acting. Meanwhile, I'm like, I feel my mouth filling up because I cut off whatever you do. Jimmy's playing a dying guy and he's actually dying. I'm actually dying. And I wait (laughs) now. I'm waiting for the um, yo cut. And nobody could see that I was in trouble. One girl leaning over, I think, could see that the blood was rushing right over my eyes and face. But I said, Jimmy, just wait. As soon as they yell cut, I could just turn and go, and just get it out of my mouth. But when you're like, I'm not going to say I was choking to death. Everybody calm down. But it was definitely like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. I was saying to myself, wow, I got to go all the way with this because, and I can hold my breath. Most people can hold their breath for a decent amount of time. But the sensation of blood going over the eyes. And it's everything. a lot harder to hold your breath when you're thinking and that I'm you like, need to hold your and breath. I'm like, I'm going like this. I'm like, ah. Meanwhile, I actually, uh, I started to like gurgle it a little bit. Finally, he yelled cut and I turned. I was like, Bleh. and I was like, and I, I totally caught my breath and I realized that I was like, whew, whew, like, oh my God. So many roller, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, that just caught me. It went down my, next thing you know, they're like, we have to do it again. I was like, oh, my God. So they had to put a noose. They had two jackets for me. Go back in. They wiped up. They cleaned up everything the best they could so you couldn't tell. And we have to do the scene again. And then I'm falling back down. And, dude, I this time I was like, I said, this spigot thing. It, it, he goes, yeah, but we need it like that because it's got to squirt all over the place because you're violently dying. I go back. Same thing happened, except this time it, like, shot right in my eye. Direct my nostril, I felt it into my head, this blood, and then it started to trickle in my mouth because I was, it told me I had to look to the right or left, I forget which. And it was like draining, and I'm like, how many times am I going to die on this thing, you know? So we finally got done, and then, uh, so now we're done with the scene, and they made me take everything very carefully because I knew they were bringing me back in five days because they had to shoot dialogue while we're laying dead when the investigators come. We have to be laying dead, so they needed... So they took extensive pictures, uh, and they actually made me take everything very lightly because I knew they were going to make me put the same stuff on. So now I got to go home now. Okay, now I was vacationing down in Montauk. I had to drive from New York to Montauk because I interrupted my vacation to go uh, to this thing. And I didn't. At first, I was like, "Oh, I'll just, I'll just shower like when I get 
back to Montauk. So I took the blood off my chest and everything, tried to clean it. They gave me like a little rag and everything. It was a bad setup. I drove home looking like I had just been in a car wreck. And I was saying to myself, if I get pulled over right now, sober as a judge, how, what am I going to tell the cop? He's going to see, he's definitely going to like guns out. Who is this guy bleeding? Where's all the over. body? But yeah. I had blood over everything. Um, so I was like, oh my God. But of course I drove home. I got home. No problem. But the next week we got back, it was so gross. They had my T-shirt, mm. and it was all dry and crusty. They made me put the same T-shirt back on, the same suit, and then they had to add water to it. To make it wet to again. To make it all wet. Yeah. I was like, now listen, I was getting so overpaid, and most people, probably, well, not most people, but a lot of people, hey, Jimmy, shut your mouth, you know. I was happy to be slathered in this, but it's so gross. It's not like your chest hair and then you're, you know. And then they have a special makeup lady who comes in and matches the pictures, and I'm thinking, there's no way they're going to match the way I was. You, you say that in your head, then you realize, okay. That's Goth- exactly what they're going to do. It's Gotham, right. It's <laughs> Gotham. It's, it's, it's a, 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 this is like, this girl came over and she looked like, yeah, in my mind, everybody's 30 years old. She's just like, oh, Jimmy, okay, just stay still. And she's slapping stuff on him. I'm thinking, there's no way it's blood dripping down. Dude, they took a picture of it. I put them side by side. It was like it was like you couldn't tell which it was one like was which. Aaron Rodgers throwing it down and out thirty yards. It was like boom. It was like so perfect. I was like, of course, Jimmy. I always love uh, the minute when you're on a set and you always see something you think can't be done. Then you realize this is what they do. Like, like especially when they create like either a car scene or or not. I'm like, no, these guys, these professional people, they nail it. Um, it's really the funnest part about doing a show. How I really. Because he had a fake like he was stabbing us. But when you watch the show, it's like awesomely done. Because he didn't really have a knife on him. So he had like a fake knife that like totally pushed in. Of course, I had to check that. I figured, you know what? I want to make sure there's no blood stuck in there. Hell yeah. You don't want to see uh, Jimmy Palumbo die. I saw the scene for the record. So I I did see it. So I, you know, uh, but it was awesome to do. And it was cool because I got, uh, I ended up getting three days uh, shooting on that. So I made a real lot of money. And so when I get residuals, I even get, I give it. Uh, get more money than that, but that's my Gotham story. And uh, poor Jerry was funny. He had they. He, he was oh, he's an older guy. And he had to fly back onto the onto the soft cushions, but it's not that soft. And I felt bad for him. Like he's older than me, and he's flying backwards to die. But uh, that's my Gotham story. And the uh, the Erin uh, Richards was. She's been on the show since day one. She is absolutely stunning, and she was sweet because the show was coming to an end um, a couple uh, shows later. And she was actually going to direct the season, the series finale. Um, she was all excited. It was her first time. So I saw her talking to the producers about pre-production and stuff. I was able to listen in. Um, but she was a doll, and uh, everybody was really nice. It was a beautiful set, and um, it was awesome. So Jimmy Palumbo dies as <laughs> Detective Boggs. Um, uh, two or three times I've died. No, no, one, two. I know of at least three times I've died. On screen, the family. Uh, I died in a uh, Penhurst, the bad horror film. Gotham. I've heard died. of you dying on the podcast twice already. Okay, so on I the think, family and, and on Gotham. I think I've died uh, now. Dying on stage doing stand up. I've died hundreds of times, but in actual <laughs> fake in fake real life, I've died. Uh, some people say I've died on a softball field too, but uh, that's not true at all. But that's my Gotham story, and uh, that's it. We'll be right back. 
You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. All right. Well, this is going to be a very interesting part of the show. We have a little bit of a controversial guest coming on. Now, um, this was kind of thrown at me. Um, uh, basically, uh, we, we're going to be interviewing uh, Johnny Trino from, from Beer League. And uh, Chris is here with me now. And uh, uh, obviously, the, the, the network's own uh, Chop Sports is, uh, you know, Chris and Dave. And uh, Chris, you, don't, you really don't want me. You yeah. don't know why this guy's on the show. This is a big waste of time, in my opinion. Dave's, for some reason, is obsessed with Johnny. Okay, but Johnny Trino, was, he was in the movie Beer League, and he's a, a, a very good softball player. Yeah, we but talk the, about softball all the time. I so, understand having him on maybe to you know, bend his ear a little bit, but he's playing on our softball team. He's Now he's coming into the studio, or I don't know if he's even coming in, but he's calling into the studio. to Look, we have other guests that we could get that have a, a real name. He hasn't been in a movie in 25 years, one movie. Okay. Played softball. In I, it. I I think it was only fifteen years ago, not twenty five. I did had had to Google a little bit, but uh, well, listen, I think it could be interesting. Uh, obviously, um, he's not a younger man. You know, he was once uh, a good softball player, and now he's not. But um, you seem like you're aggravated over this whole thing. Yeah, and man, we could have had. So who who got in touch with him? Dave, obviously. Well, where is Dave? Dave's here. He's in the other room. Well, go get him because I this is I gotta I gotta. Yeah, I actually this. like to hear from Dave about this as well. This is perfect. I'm, I'll be right back. All right, because I know I know Dave is is a big fan, and I, listen, I, I'll interview anybody. I don't. I get a kick out of everybody. And uh, that's Chris trying to get out of the studio to go right, get Dave. Back. Here we go, Dave. Guys, All what's right. up? What's going on? Well, uh, Dave, good to see you. Um, yeah, good to see you too, man. Um, like, this is so weird having you both in here, but listen, bro, yeah. I've got to be honest with you. I, I have no problem interviewing Johnny Trino. I, I don't at all. This is a massive get for the network. I mean, it, well, well, okay. it doesn't get much bigger than it is, to be honest a, with you. I don't know if it's a massive get. You know, it's an absolute, we're, we're still trying to get Artie Lang on our podcast. But I mean, okay. I would almost prefer Trino. I mean, okay. All right. Now, first of all, is his name Trino or Trino? How are we going to go with this? I thought it was Trino. It's Trino. I've always said Trino, but okay, that's just can, my, that's so just Now, you're I've a fan, known. so we'll go. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll call him Trino, but Trino, Trino, it doesn't okay. matter. Johnny, Trino. I'm going to call him Washed Up. Wow, oh, you, whoa, you whoa, are, whoa, relax over there, bro. So, like, Dave, I got to tell you, he's so against his book. Chris, we've had this conversation. Like You, I, you knew I was getting him. Well, and there's a couple things. The other day when we are playing softball, he went over. I was told all day. Well, that was all, look. I, I tried to give him a hit in the book. He like not to mention, pretty bro, much. But I'm sitting, me. I'm standing up to bat, and I hear him talking shit about the pants that I'm wearing. Right? He's literally making that's, fun that, of that's, me that's, while I'm. Well, that was hilarious. Do you, uh, are those the pants right there you wore? Did you have? That? Yeah. And okay, you wore those, and you expect no one to give you. Why didn't the whole team? If I was there, I would have been giving you tons of shit for those pants. You really wore them. And oh, I went four God. for five in them pants, but not to mention. Now listen, listen ready. I also, this is the real reason though. I heard him talking shit that he was better than all the outfielders and I play in the outfield. I played in right center that night. All right. So he, so he, so you're telling me that he, he came and he thought the team stunk 
And so he voiced his opinion. That's just his opinion. So um, I heard that he's actually going to be able uh, just starting to work up at that uh, the batting cage. Apparently, he's going to be teaching lessons. The guys who stink. And so now he's teaching. He's teaching a hundred dollars an hour. You can get so, in there with Johnny Trino. So you know who he should teach? Who himself? Oh well, that's not because right. You are so hard this on Johnny Trino. Are you a fan of the movie Beer League? At least that movie was amazing, and it was twenty five years ago or fifteen years ago, like Jimmy says. But well, I had to Google it. Yeah, but he like, bro. He stole the show. Like that movie was Johnny well, Trino. Well, like, wait, that wait, a movie, minute. wait a minute. You had was Artie Lang in the movie. I Ralph understand Macho. that. You're telling me Johnny Trino stole the show. I'm telling you right now. Whenever I talk to my friends about that movie, the the lines that we recite are Johnny Trino's, not Artie Lang's. <laughs> I gotta get in touch with Artie. He's not gonna be happy with. I'm that. just I'm just calling it how, it's, right, how well, it is. I I understand that. Well, I guess the only thing we got to do is we got to let's. Uh, I mean, he's waiting for us, but I just wanted to make sure because. I didn't want to have him on if there was like animosity. No, oh, there's definitely no. Animosity. Stop, bro! Like I'm excited about this. This is a good look, get. Look, I could. We've had Eric Legrand, dude. There's a lot of stuff on social media with Johnny Trino right now. And yeah, I'm I not heard, worried about it. I did hear that he uh, got a bunch of hits yesterday. So did, did you see the one? Did bro, you see, see the one? I just, no, I didn't. I heard see he the hit one. a. I haven't I seen form like it. that. I've been playing softball my whole life. He had a frozen rope down the line. I heard, and I heard there's I, video. Ever. I got the video. I have to see video to. to I, I, listen, I, I, somebody well, sent me the video. We'll see it. Somebody sent me the video, and I and I've played it about 463 times. And I'm telling you right now, it's one of the greatest hits I've ever seen. You had like intern Pete. Photoshop some type of weird no. situation. I, I we may or may that. not have it framed in the other studio already. I don't know. Maybe all I know is the guy. He, he, he supposedly got three hits yesterday. He's back, um, and uh, I heard he had a good defensive game uh, last week for you guys. He played out. catcher. I mean, look, it was hard for, for me to approach such a legend and say like, "Hey, can you catch on a, an adult league softball?" He caught you guys made him catch. Yeah, I'm, look, That's it was brutal. Well, uh, again, a last minute addition. Not a last minute addition. We just. I wanted to make sure all the players that we had on the team played their rightful positions, and, and catcher just seemed to be the one that Jimmy, could be interchangeable. Jimmy, when you look at Johnny, he looks like a catcher. That's why he caught. Wow, that's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Well, he's older than you. He's 55 years old. Matter of fact, he's soon to be 56. As a matter of fact. I, I heard he's entering his Lawrence Taylor years. That's right, which, which would be huge. Uh, that's very, very interesting because I heard uh, a friend of mine who was at the game uh, who didn't even play told me he threw a rocket on yeah. a double play. He the, almost the took the girl's heart. Girl. Yeah, he took was Stansky's. Was it girl? No, Danielle Stansky. She almost, her hand almost fell off. That was a missile. That was probably anger coming out because he was 0 for 5 at that point. I heard he, he was great something. with the, I admit, the though, pitchers. I got to admit, the way he, like a cat back behind home plate, because you know what? Like I said, he's a natural at catcher. I see. That's just, you know, we wow. got to get him on. Yeah, now, enough, you, dude. Let the guy at least yeah, come at least on the go, network. It's not so you, fair to rip on a guy right. without having Let's him. get him I'll on the phone. Like, yeah, I know he's supposed to call in. I'll say it right to him. I have no problem with that. Okay, when we come back, we're going to have Johnny Trino on the line. All right, guys. Well, we, we actually tried to get Johnny Trino on the phone, except Dave made some a little surprise for us, made some extra phone calls, and Johnny Trino is actually right here with us. Johnny, oh, my God. All right, Johnny, if you want, you can sit sit in my chair. I'll stand. I'm fine. Look at that, Johnny. Go sit with <laughs> Dave actually was kind enough to get up. So, Johnny, go sit where Dave's at. All right, I'll sit over here. All right, so, Johnny, listen. So good to have you here. Um, I got to tell you, Johnny, there's some arguments with the Chop Sports Network, um, even having you on here. Dave, obviously, is a big fan of yours. And Chris over here, he admires your work in Beer League. 
but um, he thinks like you're kind of washed up as a yeah, softball this is player. getting uncomfortable because I thought I was going to be talking on the phone, but now I got to look across the table and he's sitting right here. Uh, so, Johnny, I got to ask you, um, what, like, what's going on, man? You're 55, still trying to play softball, and it's a co-ed league. I mean, are we at rock bottom? Well, uh, first of all, um, it just, I appreciate you having me on, Jimmy. Uh, I love your podcast. It's great. Uh, I love the fact that you're a Giant fan. Um, and uh, I, when I listen to your shows, I laugh because you're, you're so right about this ugly Dallas Cowboy stuff you have here. Uh, and there's one guy, one of you uh, – one, I know one guy's a Packer fan or something like that. And um, anyway, uh, it's a pleasure to be here in Matawan. Um, I didn't even know where this place was till today. But um, listen, uh, the bottom line is, um, uh, listen, I batted seven oh six one year, and uh, actually, really, it was like two and a half years. I did the other years. I batted six fifty, which nobody talks about that. But um, I, uh, I'm, I'm fifty five years old. So, am I as good as? Um, as I once was, probably not. And I, I was, uh, look, I started out 0 for 14, but we didn't play because of the pandemic last year. And, uh, you know, I was 0 for 14 and everybody was getting on me. But I knew, you know, I started to, you know, throw the glove at him a little bit. And I felt it coming around. And yesterday when I played, I don't know if you saw on ESPN, uh, they had the highlights there. I was uh, I was 3 for 3 with a bomb down the line. I saw him, Johnny. I saw him. Uh, see, uh, Dave saw it. Now, uh I um you know like I said it felt good I was hitting the ball well um I actually played the outfield and I was three for three I had like three RBIs um, in a losing effort but our team stings to pot bellies um, so that's where I'm at well uh, well Dave is obviously excited to have you on here for sure <laughs> so he's smiling uh, he was like watching ESPN after the Nick game um, Johnny I assume you're a Nick fan right oh absolutely I'm so disgusted over last night. Uh, that kid, Trey Young, is tough. He just hit the shot at the buzzer, but I think it's going to go seven. I think the Knicks are going to prevail with a home game at the Garden, and hopefully that will work out. Well, uh, most of us here are Knicks fans, uh, me and Dave anyway. So Dave is a big Knicks fan and a Johnny Trino fan. Yeah, 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 I love it. Now, Chris, I, I, listen, um, he's right here. I what is your beat? I mean, what, what, what you, you seem very anti Johnny Trittle. He's right here. Tell him what, what do you, I mean, did you like him in the movie at least? Of course I loved him in the movie, but that's just a movie. We're talking about real life softball and he had a lot to say. I was up to bat. I'm trying to get a hit and I hear Johnny Trino, Johnny Trino in the background talking shit about, about the, my uniform. And then when I'm in the field, I hear him talking about me trying to dive after a ball. I know it was a tough, there was no way I was making the play, but I got to sell out for it. You know? All right. Now, Johnny, I got to be honest with you. Um, I, his, um, his girlfriend just, he always does his wash and he, they bring it to the studio here and he actually has the, the pants that he wore. And I'm, I'm in total agreement with Johnny. I think those pants are embarrassing, really. Well, yeah, Jimmy, uh, that's what I said. I, I, look at those pants. You can't wear that. I mean, but, you know, and look, he's wearing that awful Yankee hat, too. I know. I said the same thing, Johnny. He's awful Yankee wear. So awful. Yeah, I mean. Fuck it, you, Dave. Listen, <laughs> Telling me my, my hat's awful. You wear the same hat every day. Uh, listen, Johnny, um, I'm sorry about this. Sometimes the guys, are, you know, the Cowboy fan, Packer fan, there's always little issues between them. They're very good friends. They run a great business here. But when it comes to things like softball and basketball, um, and, uh, there's and issues. And Johnny Trino. 
Well, listen, guys. I, listen, I'm I'm thrilled to be on your show. I'm thrilled to be here. The studios are actually very, very nice outside of a couple of cowboy pictures hanging on the wall. Uh, I, listen, I, I could take them down. They're interchangeable. No, no, listen, listen, Dave. I know you're a fan did of you mine. See, did you see the movie poster out in the hall? I did. I did. I thought that was awesome. I actually signed it, if you notice, in the right hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm really shocked. I don't know if... Um, I know we talked earlier on the phone, Dave, but... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't believe you chose to have me over Ralph Macchio today on the show. That's insane. I'm not a fan of the Karate Kid, nor I am Cobra Kai. I, I'm all beer league all day. Uh, wait a minute, Johnny. Uh, um, you're telling me that Dave actually canceled Ralph Macchio for today's show? Over? Did you tell Chris that? No. I'm just learning about this now. Nah, I, <laughs> I love it. Listen, I, love I just it. think that it, we're in the middle of softball season. I think it's only appropriate that we have one of the greatest softball players that ever live to well, be here. We're talking about the owner of Miyagi, though. I can't, right. guys. Uh, this is we're I, talking about listen, a legend, Johnny, a real legend. Listen, whoa, 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 time out, hey, listen, Johnny. With all due respect, I think it's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it's my show, and I could have Ralph Macho on, but one of the owners of the network decides to go with you. No, no disrespect to you, Johnny. Listen, it sounds like you were, uh, you were, maybe are still a great softball player, but you know, Cobra Kai, Kamai Jimmy. Kid. Watch the film, man. Watch the film. The, those hits yesterday were some of the greatest swings I've ever seen, and I've a, seen Ken Griffey Jr. Film, like. A film like it's from the Cannes Film Festival. It's a movie, bro. It's no, a, I'm talking about I'm talking movie. about the highlights from his soft three for three softball oh, the day. Film the the the, hey, the highlights. Let me ask Johnny. Johnny, I mean, how does it feel you getting the the, the bump over Ralph Macho? Well. Look, I feel, I listen, Ralph Macho's a, he's a star and he's got Cobra Kai and I feel guilty. I mean, um, he's not really that good of a softball player though. And it is softball season. So, and Cobra Kai's new season's not coming on. Um, so I know the kids are watching that. So I'm going to my, get him on my mixed martial arts podcast. The, <laughs> well, the Cobra Kai will, guy. But, um, uh, the bottom line is, uh, the, the team we play for the chop sports network stinks. And, uh, when the season ends, I'll have the most hits. Now, wow, Johnny talking a little Now you see, this, the is, this is the show. problem that I have. It's the team doesn't stink. We're four yeah, and four. Johnny, we're you know we're four and four now via uh, forfeit wins last okay. week. So we're so, we're five hundred. Uh, we and we I think we have some now. good players. I, wait a minute, time out, time out, time out. Now, I was told the first time Johnny played, you were zero and four, and even though he was like zero for three, he he won two games. Yeah. And then you only got two forfeit wins. So really, how many wins do you have without Johnny Trino? Two. Zero. Okay. Okay. So, well, there you go. So even days, listen, Jimmy, when, when you play as long as I have, sometimes when you're not hitting, you got to You got to do something else. I was, I was inspirational. I was, uh, you know, flirting you, with the girls on should, the team. You should try not coming next week. Oh, so wait a minute. You say not to come. I won't show up. I don't need to be there. I play on two teams. Chris, I play on Sundays and Thursdays. Like we need him. We need him. What do you mean need him? We didn't win any games until Johnny Trino got to the to the ballpark. Like we played the two best teams in the league. We're playing the best team in the league this week. <laughs> wait a minute. Hang on here. Listen, it's my show. Okay, this is my show, and I get you're being a little disrespectful to the guests here. Um, I, I, you know what, Johnny? Listen, I, I don't know that. I only know. About your softball stuff through through these guys and what you've said publicly and your videos and all that stuff and ESPN of course with that I find it out late breaking news literally I'm watching I was watching Phil Mickelson win the win the PGA and the Knicks were getting ready to tip off and ESPN is showing your triple down the line I mean that is incredible Chris you got to give him that now ESPN would not have put Johnny Trino's triple on if they didn't think it was newsworthy. I think that they only did it because it was like 
they're celebrating the um the plus fifties. Mickelson won the Masters at uh, maybe over 50. so, but you can't deny they deny cut who, to that scene faster than the OJ chase. Yeah, they, um, they didn't even let's be real. The Yankees just swept the best team in the AL, and they're showing Johnny Trino. That's I feel like that someone was paid off. Johnny, uh, when uh, you know what? Let's actually let's ask Johnny what what how did it feel when you got that your first hit? Well, uh, look, I, I listen. I I've been swinging the bat. I had a couple of bad at bats, but the pandemic might have got the best of me. But I I was hitting the ball hard last week, and I knew I got affected by. You know, there was a, a forfeit games. There was a couple of rainouts. Mother's Day. I never got the groove. But I some of my some of the listen. I have a lot of fans out there, and they saw it. They say Johnny's starting to heat up, and the guy threw me like uh, six balls. Um, you know, we play in a league where it's nice new wide. It's like seven balls to walk, but I haven't walked in 35 years. So I'm not, they know I'm not going to walk. And he came inside and I just turned on it, man. And I thought the left fielder was showing a little disrespect. Um, as a matter of fact, Dave was telling me that on the phone. He was like, we, we were going to try to have that guy. No, on, I, left I was the one that told Dave that I said, bro, that's not even a real triple. That's an F seven. The, the left fielder just was out of position. First of all, Chris, um, listen, again, I, I saw the video, and I'm telling you, uh, Johnny, i got to be honest with you, it was a frozen rope down the line. It was high and deep. The guy had no chance at that. Matter of fact, ESPN sent us all the footage because of different camera angles. First of all, the fact that ESPN was at a softball game, that's, that, that should that's be... That's what I'm trying to tell you, Chris. Like, it's big. It's a big get, man. Like, this is... you got to strike while the iron's hot, man. You have to do it. And by the way, Johnny, I have to say... You know, for all the years you've played softball and slapping base hits over the second baseman's head, for you to pull the ball like that, that just shows your range in the game at the age of 55. I don't want to hear it. Age is just a number. Well, I, I listen, I appreciate that. You know, I, I thought the left fielder was showing a little disrespect, uh, a little bit like Chris is right now, but that's okay. Listen, you guys are young. You're running around playing softball. I get it. I've been doing it a long time. But, uh, you know, I the thing is, I think – the way it's going to go this year, uh, listen, I picked up a few pounds, so I got to pull the ball a little bit. You know, I got a little more power than I used to. And I, the second baseman is funny. A few. I, I, I don't put in the pregame. Um, first of all, you know, Fox Sports was supposed to do the game, and ESPN like outbid him or wow. something, which is crazy. That's but incredible. I saw the second baseman before the game. The guy was like, he was literally pale white. He was like, <laughs> he was like, what, what? Jo- jo- Johnny Trails yeah, That's funny. I got it. Actually, I went up to him. I said, dude, I put my arm around him. You know, it was like a little. It was. Like I never said Johnny wasn't a funny guy. I went up to him and I said, hey, man, listen, don't worry about it. So I'm, I whispered to him. I said, I think I want to pull the ball today. He's like, oh, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. That is so funny. <laughs> so you actually, the, the second baseman was literally shaking in his boots. Oh, he absolutely was. He was, uh, I felt bad for him. He looked like he was telling me his, his wife is pregnant. And now I'm thinking, my God, this guy's going to have a nervous breakdown. And, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 listen, I, I pulled the ball. I did what I had to do. Well, listen, Johnny, you've always, uh, sounds like you're a nice guy and you didn't hit the ball over the guy's head. God forbid, you know, his wife has a problem with the baby. But I, um, listen, Chris, I think Johnny sounds like a normal guy. He's just aging. Um, and, um, I don't know why you have this, like, I, you know, I just, I gotta, listen, Johnny, between you and I, would have been nice to have Ralph Macho on the show. Not gonna lie to you. Hey, look, I get it. You know, Ralph Macho's a big star, but, you know, hey, I was three for three. Yes, you were three for three, but uh, I don't know if that is bigger than Ralph Macho, but you know what? I'm here long term, and, uh, well, uh, listen, Jimmy, I, listen, I, I, I'm happy playing softball this year, and, uh, but I think, uh, 
I think I'm just going to play another three or four games. Um, and uh, see, I knew uh, he wasn't. A, uh, I, I knew I, he wasn't a bad guy. I, I think I'm gonna play three or four more games, and then what? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. That, that'll be it. I'm gonna pack it in. What? Do you, what? I mean, why? Well, I, I, you know, I, I like the teams are starting to win now, and I, I, mean, I, I got them out of the. We got games. enough guys for this week, though. I, you don't have to come this week. Oh my god, Johnny! It's so funny. Dave actually. <laughs> Dave actually left the studio. He's completely devastated that you're packing it in. In how long? Well, Johnny, how many more games? I don't know. Maybe after the Fourth of July or something. Wow, wow. Is that? Have you told anybody this, Johnny? No, I uh, no. I mean, I told my agent knows and stuff. And uh, actually, there's a guy, big shot at ESPN. I told him because I think they're going to do something. So I don't know. Wow, this is an exclusive on uh, Chop Sports Network, Chris. You got to admit. You came, I, Johnny came in here and he, you were a little like, and he just gave you an yeah, exclusive. Yeah, he just gave me an exclusive. And honestly, now that I got to know Johnny a little bit and I find out that he's kind of quitting soon, he's not really such a bad guy after all. You know, he's, and he also got Dave to get the fuck up and shut up for a second. So he, now well, we're really good. Well, Johnny, I think, I think Chris is actually happy that Dave's out of the room. Um, but I guess you something, um, is it true that, and this is, I'm about, I waited for this to slam, to slam Chris, because I just felt I had to do it. it. Johnny, is it true you're going to be on Chris's podcast about the MMA? Uh, yeah, actually, um, you know, uh, I've always been a big fan of the MMA as well, so uh, um, I'm going to be on his podcast next week. Look at this. So I, so you're telling me that Dave put Johnny Trino on the Jimmy Palumbo show first, and he was supposed to be on your MMA pod, which by anybody in... Johnny, no disrespect. I am not a fan of MMA. I, I, anything with letters, I hate all that. I'm a traditional, you know, football, baseball, basketball fan, hockey, playoff hockey fan only. Everybody knows that. And so that's the reason why he put on the Jimmy Palumbo. Listen, bottom line is I, I think it's a much better thing that Johnny came on the more traditional show than being on some MMA, MMA podcast that like 11 people care about. But they're, they're vibrant. It's like 18. People. 18. 18 okay. people. <laughs> so, Johnny, listen, I'm so glad you came by. This is a crazy interview in that both of my bosses are not talking. Maybe I'll get fired over this. But I hope everything came, did okay. I hope you got here okay from the airport and everything. I hope they took care of you. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I felt guilty because um, Dave's wife actually picked me up at the airport. Um, his daughter's adorable. I, I was embarrassed. I was like, don't you have a car service? And his wife was telling me that Dave wanted to just ensure that it, that I was taken properly from the airport. In um, Such a Dave thing to do. Is that unbelievable? He yeah. actually had his wife take you. Johnny, if it were me, I just would have said Uber. Here's my cat. Yeah, I thought that was weird. His wife was like pregnant. I got a little creeped out, you know. And plus the car, the kid was driving, jumping all over the car, and I couldn't get her in a seatbelt half the time. And um, but and it, the funny thing was, the the driver had no idea who I was, nor he didn't know who Chop Sports Network was. He didn't know Beer League. So, um, and, but you know, it was nice of her to do that. It was very sweet. Well, of course, she's an absolute doll, and uh, she lets uh, Dave do this crazy podcast stuff with us. So, uh, but yeah, so Johnny, listen, pleasure. And um, listen, uh, you know what? I, I think we're going to have Johnny back on the show again. Yes, we will. You will be back on maybe when you're for your final game or, or something like that. Yeah, all right, man. Hey, Jimmy, thanks a lot. Listen, your podcast is great. And uh, I totally loved uh, this morning. I listened to the Joe Matteries one. Oh, really? You like that one? 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I used to go see Joe like 20 years ago do stand-up, and uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't even know he was still doing anything. So I know, I know. It was great to have Joe on. He's a great talent, great comic, and his podcasts are great. He's actually on the network here as well. So we welcome Joe. Um, I actually helped Joe get him on the network here. So that, uh, that, was, that was something uh, I would do for Joe because he's a good guy. Yeah, like I said, uh, it was really cool to listen to that one. So, And um, I hope, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy, I actually know Artie. Uh, Artie Lang. Uh, oh, you do? Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I may see him. Uh, I know he's gone through a rough time, but he's actually doing all right now and he's still sober. So when I talk to him, I think I'm supposed to have lunch with him on Wednesday. Maybe I'll see if I can get him to do the show. Uh, dude, if we can get Artie on the show, that would be huge for everybody. That might unite Chris and Dave if I get Artie Lang on. All right. Well, that's it. Johnny Trino, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be right back. All right. Well, I got to admit that interview I thought went great. Johnny Trino sounds good. He looked good. He looked good. You know, he looked, he was, you know what? He looks much thinner in person than he does on the video. <laughs> he, he's always kidding around about how fat he is. I didn't think he was that Yeah, I, I got to admit, he's not as bad as I thought he was. Once I got I to meet him. I could see your face. Like, you were like, I kind of like But I didn't want to be honest with him. I, I, I'm stubborn, so I had to let him I know. know. I you could know, see in your face. You were like, I like this guy. but I. He's I not feel, getting my position, though. Well, well, listen, you're not that good. I heard you dive all over the place for no reason. <laughs> but I feel bad because uh, Dave left. He's totally devastated that Johnny Manley played. I texted him, him twice. He didn't even get back. He didn't get back to that. So you got his wife's number? We have to find out if he's okay. I mean, imagine if he's like, John, he, uh, Johnny's got his wife's number, I bet. She's the one who picked him up from the airport. Maybe we should text Johnny Trino and find out. How Dave's doing. I'm sure. Maybe Johnny should call Dave. Yeah, let's call. Yeah, because Dave have Johnny was, he was Dave. he walked out. He was devastated. Because could you imagine if he only plays another two or three weeks? Uh, he'll be he'll be crushed by that. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. I know you are because yeah. you're like you know. But what if he wants to play your position? I as a matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Dave and say, put Johnny Trino in Dave and Chris's position in the outfield. Um, I'm gonna probably have to beat Johnny's ass. <laughs> Get in my position. And when Johnny was talking about the play he made, the double play, why is a girl playing first? Why isn't a girl catching? Uh, I have a very, I mean, Dave. I where's Dave's not here Dave's anymore? Not here. But we'll yeah. ask the, the manager. Right, we'll find out. Listen, I don't want. I don't want. I think it would be silly if Chop Sports Network became became a part over Johnny Trino. That would be ridiculous. That can't be. He's probably okay. Listen, I'm sure I remember when, right. like, when Reggie when Reggie left in the, in the Yankees, I was devastated. I mean, I was, I was. 16 but i mean it's not that <laughs> so i uh but he really did leave he didn't come back that's so weird yeah his his stuff is still here and everything like i don't get it i know and i think uh didn't uh johnny left like a beer league dvd that's he left crazy. he left beer league condoms he left a lot of beer league stuff i know here. i know that's crazy like and uh, he uh, so well, what are you gonna do? But listen, I thought it was interesting. I had to have him on. He's been Chop Sports has been showing a lot of videos. And I appreciate that. And I was like, you know what? Let's have this guy on. We've had other people affiliated with Chop Sports on the show, and Johnny Trino is a little bit of a big part of the Chop Sports Network at this point. Dave's a little creepy into it. Um, you know, I don't know. It's a little <laughs> creepy, but it's okay. Listen, we all have our idols, and uh, I think it's actually kind of. I think it's cute that a guy. In his mid thirties, is so into a you know a player. If that if cute's the word you want to use, but I don't. I'm worried that like he'd rather go hang out with like Johnny Trino instead of Julius Randall. That would start to bother me if he started to like like when the Knicks are playing on Wednesday. I'm going to text him. I'll call him actually, 
And if I hear beer league on in the background and not the Nick game, I'm going to be, I'm like, dude, intervention time. I'm going to have your wife come down. We're taking away the kid. I'm going to call Dyfus. I mean, I'll call Dyfus and say, listen, the guy's not watching the Knicks. He's watching beer league. That's, you know, <laughs> on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray, which is disgusting. All right. That's our show. Hope you guys had fun. Please subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And- Where have you come from? Where have you gone?